Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Coffee with Craner. I'm your host, Lyndon Crane, and today I'm here with Eric Kukuchka from Aspen Dental. We're going to be talking about denturism, healthcare industry, and much, much more. Uh, just a quick plug for uh, Eric, who I'm sitting here with. If you don't know him, he's a denturist, vice president of clinical removable prosthetics and design technologies at Aspen Dental, the world's largest branded DSO, uh, 1,100 plus locations across the United States, across the world? 47 states. 47 states. Um, and I know you spend most of your time actually in the U.S. working. Yeah, in Chicago. Yeah, about, uh, let's call it 22 plus days. But yep. Canada is still my home on, on the weekends. But yeah, most time spent in Chicago. And yes. Traveling to all the states, to our offices. Absolutely. Um, it's also one of 37 global Dr. Abe SEMCD. Or is that yeah, a... so that, that means suction effective complete mandibular denture. Try to say that fast five times. Good luck. <laughs> um, really rigorous training program, actually. Uh, was inducted in 2019 to be an instructor, but uh, there's 42 of us around the world that have this certificate. So wow. it's a rigorous training in Tokyo under a master, master, master uh, denture and dentist uh, that founded a technique to help uh, a lot of denture patients have better fitting dentures. So. Fantastic. Yeah. And I know you do many, many uh, speaking engagements and training with uh, um, aspiring dentists and, and anyone in your field. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So, I mean, I've been lecturing on the podium since about 2012. I've uh, published over 70 articles in different white papers, different journals. Um, I've lectured uh, at 50. I've been a keynote speaker at 50 different international and national uh, Congress has co-authored two textbooks and currently finishing uh, a textbook right now um, on digital denture technology. So um, fl flown around the world many, many, many times. Uh, the record was 116,000 miles in one year. Holy smokes. Um, Tokyo, Australia, Germany, Italy, you name it, I, I, I've been there on stage. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's been interesting. Yes. And what got you into uh, this world of, of denturism? Yeah, so really what got me into this, I always like to work with my hands. Um, I was financially driven and motivated uh, at a very young age. And uh, my previous mentor um, was a denturist and I kind of followed into his footsteps. He showed me the road. And then from there, I went out on my own, expanded my practice to then having a five practices, starting a commercial lab, getting into digital technology. Mm -hmm. um, that's really what kind of got me started. And I actually hated it at first. Okay. Um, I still remember being there and saying, you know, I don't even know why I'm here. I like to work my hands, but I don't like this. And um, I'm sure most people know my father, John Kukuchka, Chef Chef John at Essex Golf, a master, uh, calls it the <laughs> rule of three. So you can do something really good once. Can you do it three times in a row? And he told me, you know, you might hate this right now, but if you try to perfect this to a level of where you don't hate it, mm -hmm. Let's see where you get with it. So I started to practice the rule of three and everything that I did. And I would essentially learn to master it, let's say, um, very quickly. And so following school, following your education, where did you uh, end up going? Yeah, so I, I went to work for a previous mentor. I uh, did that for a couple of years and then went out on my own. So 2014 uh, was when I went out on my own um, and started the Denture Center in South Windsor. It was a little 800 square foot location. I bought it from uh, Jim Bennett, uh, also a mentor of mine, uh, still practicing, just retired actually this year, I believe. I've uh, been out of practice for a bit, but I think just retired. 
and uh, yeah, we grew that to a 3,500 square foot facility on Lozon Parkway, and then I bought his Leamington office, and then we expanded that into a brand new office at the Princess Center mm -hmm. uh, in Leamington, Ontario, and from there expanded to Waterloo, Fergus, Ontario, Kitchener, COVID happens, hey, what do I do? And during the midst of the pandemic, I actually started an online education uh, platform well, uh, because I couldn't lecture, right? I yes. wasn't out on the lecture circuit. Yeah. And I actually was able to generate a fairly significant amount of revenue through this, this program and this, this process. And what that grew into was making me even more internationally known. And I started a commercial lab where I was during COVID, you know, Canada was very, call it shut down and limited. But the United States was pretty wide open after a while, and so was really the rest of the world. So I started a commercial lab because with digital technology, I can accept scans, yep. data from anywhere in the world and manufacture a device and then ship it. So uh, I grew a lab business uh, quite quite substantially over 200% in a matter of six months. Holy smokes. Um, closed down a few locations, um, Waterloo, Fergus. Didn't want to go up to 401 anymore, COVID, things like that. And we're finding so much success lo locally and also in the commercial lab business. So steer the focus down that regard. Um, it's kind of how I got started and where I got got to there. Um, and I'm sure your next question is probably, well, how'd you end up at Aspen Dental? <laughs> yes. Right? You got private practices. You know, why would you go to a dental support organization and go into corporate dentistry, right? And it was really me being on the international stages, uh, now, uh, my my boss, uh, Dr. Sandeep Rawal and Dr. Judge, Dr. Sandeep Rawal I've known for years. Him and I lectured together on the circuit. Uh, we've done a lot of different types of product testing and things over the years. And Aspen decided in 2019, hey, we're, we're looking at digital. And this is the route we want to go for dentures. And yeah. Dr. Rawal was like, well, I got the best guy. Like, I've known this guy forever. So I started consulting for a few years. And... Uh, remote for the most part, because this was still kind of all still in the midst of COVID and shutdown. Where if you cross the border, you got to get your test done, twenty four hours, all the all the parameters that were around. And I very quickly fell in love with the organization and and everything that it stood for and and what what we do as a DSO. What's important for people to know and understand about what we do at Aspen Dental, and in particular from a dental support organization, the largest branded DSO in the world, we provide opportunity to for dentists to come into the organization right out of school. We yeah. hire anywhere between 500 and 700 new dentists a year. Well, we train them, we educate them, we onboard them, we give them and enable them with all the tools and everything necessary to be extremely successful, all while providing them business. Think of it like true mentorship, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have a lot of mentors in your life. I've had a lot of mentors in my life. One of them was just on your show. Yeah, yeah. Many others in the community. Imagine having that at your disposal, coming out of school, graduating, not knowing anything about about what you do, I think is one really important part about what we do as a DSO. But the other thing about what we do as, as an organization is we break down barriers. And what I mean by that is if you think about private practice, which is where I come from and I support it also, there's nothing against that whatsoever because it's what makes the world go round. But there's still a high needs patient that's pushed dentistry off for 10 years. There's a patient out there that's pushed it off, pushed it off. And the minute it happens, and let's talk about the United States, right? They want to get in right now. They want to be seen today, not I can't see you for two days, three days, five days, 10 days, whatever it may be, limiting that access to care. 
And we are servicing those high need patients when they need us most. And that, that truly, Lyndon, we do hundreds of thousands of dentures a year. Mm -hmm. For me, I looked at, I'm going to come into an organization as a, as a clinical lead and expert in technology and influencing these doctors. I'm helping hundreds of thousands, if not millions of patients a year, get better dentistry through the mentorship, through the coaching, through the education. And that was my, people say, why did you leave? I left because this was the next phase of my life, Mm -hmm. but I did a great thing here. I was able to sell the practice to my best friend. Oh, awesome. Moved here from Toronto, Adam Mazuka, now the owner of the Denture Center, moved down here to become an associate eight years ago. And to sell that and have him take that legacy. And now next chapter of my life, helping millions of patients. And, you know, we have 2,500 doctors in our network be better and enable them uh, what they do. So that's the story. Do you see the wait times in in Canada versus Mm -hmm. the the U.S.? Do you see Canada becoming at a position where we're taking care of more patients like you are in, in the States? I mean, the dental, the DSO space is in Canada as well. It exists. Um, it's not as branded like a storefront is like in, in the, in the U S we have mm. Aspen Dental, we have other, you know, competitive, con- excuse me, we have competitive DSOs. Um, but the DSO market or the commercialization and corporate aspect of dentistry in Canada is happening and it is real. Um, but I think it's a little bit of a different type of, of DSO and how we look at the consumer. Um, you know, in Canada, we are very healthcare driven and we always want to do what matters, but I don't personally believe it's as commercialized and structured as it is in the United States, no different than healthcare, yeah. right? With private healthcare in the United States, right? And we have public healthcare here in Canada. And mm-hmm. it's, I wouldn't say it's in parallel with, but there's a lot of similarities to the culture and, and the ways in which that those two things work together cohesively between the two countries, let's say. And now you've been at Espen Dental for about three years now. Yeah. So yeah, consulting for two years and then it's been over a year full, full time since I've sold the practice. Yeah. What's it been like? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure you can see it in those watching the passion that I have for for this organization and it's been life changing and it's better than anything I could ever expect. And, you know, people say, well, what's next for you? And quite honestly, and I'm not saying this because maybe my boss will watch this or not, but (laughs) I want to retire here. I want to live a legacy where we're doing millions of dentures a year. And we are, we are known as a leader in tooth replacement today, but I I want to be known as the best in the world at what Mm -hmm. we do for dentures, enabling doctors to be better at what they do, getting patients better access to care, better quality, better product. That that's what excites me. That's how it's been. And, And I wouldn't change it for the world. It's the best decision I've ever made. Never thought I'd be doing this in a, in a million years. Like, Hey, Denture Center, I'm going to retire there and retire in the community. Was that the original goal? Yeah. I mean, the the goal was actually to have like 50 practices and make my own like denture DSO type of thing. And then when I started getting into this lab business and digital and lecturing and publishing, and I'm like, ah, maybe I don't want that. Maybe I don't need that. And this just, you know, everything happens for a reason, right? And you paid your path and you have your opportunities and you have the knowledge and you have everything that you have and things just happen. And Things get put in front of you, and sometimes you make the right decisions, and sometimes you don't, and we learn from our mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, make no mistake that this is not a mistake, uh, what I made, and absolutely best decision I ever made. And, and you're, you're doing this fairly young. I imagine you started the uh, the Denture Center at a young age. Yep. Uh, let's see. 
yeah, I was 24, Holy I think, smokes. 24, 25 when, when I founded the, yeah, the flagship location, we'll call yes. it, at yes. Grand Maris and Dominion, 800 <laughs> square feet, shared office space, yep. Yep. Um, and, and, and for those that are, they're just graduating uh, denture school, they became a denturist, perhaps they're, they're looking to become involved in this industry, whether it's, you know, as a healthcare professional or as a, a denturist, or, or they want to be in your shoes. What is your advice to those, uh, those young people? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think I'm going to expand on that. You know, I think there's a denturist part, but I think even if you think about young entrepreneurs, if you mm -hmm. think about anyone graduating business school, anyone graduating nurse, whatever it may be, I think the one number one piece of advice that I have for those out there, and I was blessed to have the mentorship of my father, people like Paul, people like Dan Orman, people like Fred Quinville, God rest his soul. Um, you know, a lot of my circle friends that were able to mentor me along the way. And the one thing that I really learned was to be as humble as possible, learn from your mistakes and ask questions, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't matter what industry you're in. If you think you know everything, you know nothing. Surround yourself with, with those that know more than you. Be a sponge. Go to local. Look at your own town council, mm -hmm. right? How old are you? Uh, 23. Right. Yeah. What an amazing opportunity that you have. And you're learning from all those people. You're learning from those life experiences. And far too often, people feel that they're owed something or they deserve to, to have that. But when you go out there and you earn it and you learn it and you live it and you breathe it and you learn from your mistakes that's what allows you to get to that next level i'm still learning every single day and i will continue to do that and by the way like learning a corporate world and a corporate structure is very different than operating your own private practice yes sure i have my you know accounting and i have all those things that i had to do to run a business but not running a business line of 1100 locations you know, of an enormous corporate dental, dental support organization. So I had to humble myself and say, Hey, I might be great clinically. And I know my, I'm very yeah. well-rounded. I didn't know a lot of what I know now between strategy and corporate structure and how a lot of these things works. And that was a humbling moment for me. So I think that's like the, my take home is there's always something more to learn. And, you know, my father said, this is like not the rule of three, but you're only as good as your next plate. My mentor said, you're only as good as your next denture, right? Okay, that one was really good, but if you had a chance to do it again, what would you do? Why would I have done that? Then do it next time. Yeah. And then the next one and the next one and the next one. And real estate, you're only as good as your next deal, right? It's all those things. If you if you challenge yourself every time, because you say, well, you're only as good as your last denture. No, it's you're only as good as your next. Because what did you learn from the last that you're going to do in the, in the next one and the next one and the next one? So it sounds like, I mean, I see it on your social media. You're obviously very, very passionate, passionate about this industry. Um, for you, what, what drives you to, to do the work that you're doing? Is it uh, having an impact on somebody's life, um, providing them, um, obviously, a great visual appearance, um, motivating others? Like, what, what's, what drives you? Yeah, so initially, way back when I started, money was a driving factor. Yep. And I fell in love with, you, you, you hit the nail on the head, but there's a multitude of factors, but it's definitely seeing that patient smile and changing their life. And I won't get crazy scientific down, but <laughs> 2014, there was a paper published that said the top 10 things denture wearers told us about their dentures. And 
in summary, basically 50% of people surveyed in this paper were not happy. Not happy. There's 35 million people in the United States that are missing all their teeth, 120 million missing more than one tooth. So some form of what we call edentialism, mm -hmm. okay? So think of that where it says 50% of people not happy. So we do hundreds of thousands of dentures, close to a million. Yeah. Right? And imagine, we're not 50%, but imagine if we were, and I can influence 50% of that 50%. Now we only have 25% of people are not happy. And then you keep digging at that next and next and next and next. That's the gratification. The gratification for me as well is when a doctor says, hey, I only did two dentures in school. I hate dentures. I don't even know what to do. And I say, you know, doc, you come to my class. I'm going to teach you. And then two weeks later, they're like, man, I learned so much. I learned more from you in eight hours than I did in dental school. Yeah. And having me as their support to walk them through and coach them through and say, man, you're not going to believe how much I changed this patient's life. Or, hey, remember that case we talked about? It was amazing. I made her happy. That, that's what drives me. That's what motivated me really in practice was challenging myself, being better. These patients coming in, their teeth hurt or their dentures aren't good. How do you, tr that is life changing. That is quality of life. Because imagine if you lost your teeth tomorrow. Yeah. You're not going to smile. Can't eat. You're embarrassed. You're in pain. How does that affect your overall systemic health, right? Because yeah, our mouth is the gateway yeah. to our systemic health, right? Yeah. Imagine what that's like. Imagine then I fit you with a set of dentures that don't fit good. You're in pain. You can't talk. You can't eat. Well, what's that like? Mm -hmm. Right. And people don't always associate teeth the same way they do a different body part. Yeah. If I told you tomorrow I'm gonna cut your hand off, you're like. Oh my God, you're like, my teeth, yeah. I can wear a mask. The left one, please. The yeah, left yeah. one, all right, right? Cut your left <laughs> hand off. It's actually very much the same because when you're a dentalist, it is a form of a handicap, you know, yeah. when you think about it. So that mm -hmm. is, it's it's giving someone back their quality of life and improving the quality of delivery of care that we do every single day. That's what drives me. That's what motivates me in private practice. And that's what motivates me even more today. Fantastic. I think that's... Uh a great way to wrap up this conversation. I know you're, you're a very busy individual out in Chicago and I really appreciate you making the time to join me uh, down in Windsor, Essex, where you, uh, you grew up and yeah. where you started. Yeah. Um, yeah, it all started here. And uh, for those that are, they're looking to learn more, I, I see you on Instagram all the time. Is that a great way to, yeah. Uh, Instagram is probably the most live LinkedIn as well. I yeah. mean, Instagram's where you see kind of the day to day or the week to week happening in Chicago at our amazing facility and training center at the Aspen group. Um, LinkedIn as well, a lot of business updates and things like that. So yeah, definitely could follow me on those on those social channels and see everything that we're doing at Aspen Dental and changing the landscape and everything that we do in dentistry. It's exciting. Thank you so much, Eric. Awesome. If you want to watch the full episode over again, coffeewithcraner.com. Appreciate you being here. See you soon.